Hey y'all, this is Chanel, owner and creative designer of House of L'Amour. Today is my first podcast and you all have no idea how excited I am about this. Um, I've had quite a few people over the last few years actually that's telling me, hey, you really need to be a motivational speaker. You need to get into it. And I just kind of, you know, just pushed it off and and just decided that, you know, that's maybe something I can dabble into later. Um, definitely have been very focused and diligent about getting um, my first business up and off the ground. And somehow or another, public speaking is something in, that keeps coming back to me. Being a motivational speaker keeps coming back to me. So I figured I'd start with a podcast and just see where it goes from there. Um, so you know, wish me good blessings on this new journey of having this podcast. And I'll more than likely be updating the name as, you know, this goes on. However, um, this podcast is definitely going to be about believing in yourself and believing in your dreams. Um, I know a lot of times we listen to other people and their opinions and what they think, you know, we should be doing with our life and what we're good at and what we should pursue because, you know, we show to have, you know, great talent in this or great talent in that. And I've come to realize that it's not, first of all, it's definitely not about what other people's uh, opinions, perceptions, or views of you are that, you know, um, and about following your heart, asking God, you know, what is my purpose here on earth? What is it that I am supposed to do? Not only, you know, in serving my purpose, but making sure it is uplifting, you know, his kingdom, and just to give you, you know, some back history about myself, um, I was told that I should be an attorney, like hands down, an attorney, you shouldn't do anything else. And initially, I had no thoughts of being an attorney. I wanted to be a doctor. And um, I did some rounds with my aunt, who is a cardiologist, and I'm not a big fan of feet, so... <laughs> When she touched a patient's foot, I said, yep, yeah, no, it. I can't even really describe to you all um, how this patient's foot looked. However, it just was enough to turn me off. Uh, fast forward, I get into college and I decided to go and take poli sci. Um, with that being said... I went through the motions, but I wasn't absolutely in love. Like, after a while, I dreaded getting up, going to class, and I just kind of was like, yeah, this isn't it. And ultimately, I didn't flunk out, but I I just didn't re-enroll for that next semester. So, um, eventually, I went on doing what most people do where they're trying to figure themselves out. I got a state job got married, had some children, and I went on with life. But somewhere in that 
you know, that journey, I just didn't feel like this was all to life. I was like, this can't be it. Getting up, going to work, punching a clock, coming home, tired, you know, just this isn't it. And I, you know, I knew that God didn't bless my mother with the thought of naming me Chanel just to be, you know, punching a clock that just that I just knew that wasn't my future. Um, so I, I did. I started praying. I started asking God, like, of all the things that I, I really love to do other than helping people and making people feel good, what is it that I am supposed to do? I grew up in a family that absolutely loved fashion. Uh, watching my mother and my uncles when they would get dressed to go out, they took, you know, time. Everything was sharp and it was iron and they were pristine and definitely different than what happens when, you know, people decide to go out now. Um, writing has always been a passion of mine as well. However, fashion is just what kept coming back to me. So, um, I had a few hiccups, of course, in life and ultimately had to relocate to Tennessee with my children and start fresh. I started fresh and here we go again, back at square one, not quite sure what I was going to do, how I was going to make it happen. But nonetheless, I persevered through and I did it. Um, went back to school and yet again, my crazy self decides to pick poli sci back up because I only had a, a few semesters left. Well, with that being said, I realized second semester in like Chanel, this is just still not it. And it's so funny because I went to speak with the dean of the poli sci department and the lady that I spoke with because the dean wasn't there said, honey, you walked through that door and poli sci did not vibe off of you. And I just looked at her really confused, like, well, what do you mean? And she said, what? You seem to be a very artistic person. You seem to be so full of life and joy. And this just looks like something that's dragging you down. And I was honest at that very moment. I said, you know what? I'm going to be candid with you. This is dragging me down. It's stressful. It's a headache. I have children. It's just more than I bargained for. So, we got to talking and she asked me about what I really love to do. And she told me about an art school here in Nashville that I uh, went to visit. And when I walked through that door of the school, I immediately knew that this was where I was supposed to be. It was finally clicking it was registering I had the butterflies like it was a new relationship I felt you know so enthused about this new journey I took my last $50 I did the application I did everything before I left that school and was starting that August so I graduated 
Um, and, and let me say this. In my journey of going to this art school, um, there were a few times where a few teachers told me, Chanel, you're not going to make it. You know, you you have too much going on. You have children. You have work. You still got to do an internship, your portfolio class, this, this, that, and the third. And um, because I had wasted money, you know, studying poli-sci, my financial aid was dwindling. So instead of getting my bachelor's degree, I stepped down to get my AA degree because I was still going to be able to graduate with a lot of knowledge. And along the way, I could, you know, teach myself quite a few things, network with other people, you know, connect with others along the way. Well, I told those teachers, I said, hey, you must not know who I am. I'm going to get my degree. I'm going to walk across that stage. And not only am I doing it for myself, but I'm doing it for my parents. I'm doing it because my grandfather told me that I was great, that I am great. And I'm doing it for my children so that they could see no matter what situation you're in, you can go through and you can make it happen. Well, I did it. I graduated. I, I, look, y'all, I I did it. I worked two jobs. I did an internship. I had like my a friendship that was blossoming into a relationship. Um, it I just had a lot going on, but nonetheless, I told the guy who's actually now my husband. Um, we cannot embark into a relationship until after I graduate. And there were nights that he stayed up with me to help me finish sketching. There was nights that he stayed up to give me his opinion. I mean, one, two o'clock in the morning and had to get right back up at 530 in the morning so that we could, you know, I, or I, excuse me, could get my kids off to school and get myself to school. Well, needless to say, um, I, I, you know, I graduated. I did it. Like I said, um, I opened up a store and that wasn't successful because I really didn't have any knowledge at all of what it meant to run a business. Like my head was in the clouds. I thought this was going to be super easy. You know, just grab you a business license and we're just going to keep the process moving. Yes, no, uh-uh. That's not how that works. Mm-mm. And I really didn't take into account of taxes that had to be paid. I it, There was just so many little things that I just was very ignorant to and no one you know ever said Chanel these are the steps that you're going to need to take well hey life goes on hard knock lessons I learned it so now I know better and therefore I was able to do better well I closed the store and I said that I was going to take a break um, try to figure this thing out. What was fashion really where I was supposed to go? Yes, I know. Yet again, back at square one. After God already has shown me, I'm second guessing. 
Well, he shows me yet again that I'm not supposed to second guess because people are coming to me. Hey, I need you to do my makeup. I need you to do my hair. I need a prom dress made. I need this made. I need that made. And I'm thinking to myself, well, you know, people just know, you know, that I've been to cosmetology school so that I'm capable of doing their hair makeup was something along the way that I had learned. And, you know, they just learned it. And I, again, am not giving myself the due credit. Um, I'm not seeing it as being a gift from God, my blessing, right? So we fast forward again um, and things get better. I'm picking it back up. I'm like, yes, here we go. And I finally decide to launch Chanel St. L'Amour. And I had a fashion show. It was called Bound by Seduction. It was an awesome first time show, even though I had some negative people along the way. And even recently learning like somebody that, you know, I thought supported me enough to tell me the truth, you know, didn't. She was like that she didn't enjoy the show, which is fine because guess what? At the time, I was still in my crawling stages and I didn't expect everything to be great and perfect. However, I had quite a few people tell me that they enjoyed it. And yes, there was some hiccups and, you know, things happen, but you live, you learn, you go on. You you know, you don't hold it over your head. Well, um, I took a step back for a little while. I felt, and I'm not going to say I fell off the scene, but I just took a different approach to try to get the business, you know, where I needed it to be. Well, um, I would say that things have progressed quite well, actually. I learned how to do custom t-shirts. I'm still doing custom clothing, you know, um, and things of that nature. And let me backtrack a little bit. Two years ago, my house flooded and I thought that that was a sign that I was doing something wrong. Like, you're not supposed to do this. But that wasn't the sign. First of all, John, my husband, Jonathan, and I were trying to get out of this situation with this crazy house that we were living in. And I felt like we were fighting for something that we weren't supposed to be in. So... God was like, look, check this out. I'm going to flood this house. I'm going to force you to have to move. And yet it did. But in the process of that, I lost every single sewing machine. I lost every single article of fabric, everything that I had made. I lost it all. Furniture, the whole nine yards. Well, I... Wanted to throw in the towel. Y'all, let me just tell you, I wanted to throw in the towel. I was over it. I was like, okay, you know what? This is just, it's not working. However, I took a step back and I prayed and I was like, God, I don't think that you brought me this far for me to fail at it. You know, I said, I think there is a bigger reason and you need it to give me a wake up call. Um, and I, and it was, it, it was a real wake up call. So, um, my husband and the kids and I, we all moved 
And God started making provision. A friend of mine took her hard-earned money and bought me a new sewing machine. Then this lady was getting rid of a, a overlock stitch machine or a serger. Um, and she sold it to me for $30. And this was a brand new machine that is easily $150, $200. Computers started coming through. More sewing machines. Now, mind you, we're like right around the corner from Christmas. So I'm like, well, God, you know, I want to make sure that I'm able to get my baby some Christmas presents. So, you know, I know that I'm getting all these things for me, but I want to make sure that I'm able to bless my children. My children had an awesome Christmas. And when I tell you, so did I. Fabric was coming from everywhere. More stuff for the business was coming from everywhere. And when I tell you, for me, that was absolute praise. So here we are now, 2018. Everything is coming together. And I'm ready now to take the business to another level. So I reach out to business coaches. I reach out to quite a few people. And they are charging conglomerate amount of money that Chanel, you know, is not in a position to afford right now. You know, $500 a month is more than my car note. And I know it may seem like, well, you know, this is for the investment of your business, for the investment in yourself. You're going to make that money back. But let me just say this. You don't always have to pay somebody else to share some knowledge with you that you all in all can get for free. When you can sit down and do some of the research on your own, when you can network with other people, when you can find free webinars to take and you can just, you know, pick the brains of other great people around you. But I had to learn that a little bit the hard way. I said, well, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to figure out how to, you know, make it happen. I reached out to this business coach and I, I gave her the real. I was like, look, I can't afford $500 a month, but I can do 50 a week. And that was still kind of pushing it for me. And I was a, but I was determined to make it happen. So I prayed over it. I was like, look, God, you know, I'm ready to take this to a whole nother level, you know, just provide the provision. But when I tell y'all the provision was not being provided, God was like, nope, I was able to make three $50 payments. And then I had missed this one payment, not because I didn't have the money, but because who I bank with doesn't have a brick and mortar here in Tennessee. So I had to figure out another way. And then something else came up. It, it just, you know, just didn't work out. So the day of our meeting, she sends me an inbox and I said, hey, you know, I'm really excited. Our meeting time is coming up. And she said, no, it's been canceled because you didn't make your last payment. And I'm thinking to myself, I've already paid $150 for me to absolutely get nothing. And my money is non-refundable. No, no worries. Nonetheless, I understood it was business, nothing personal. I didn't take it personal. I said, okay, well, you know, I'll try to get that payment in and go from there. 
And yet again, God was like, nope, that's not what you're going to do. Nope, that's not what you're going to do. Nope, that is not what you're going to do. So I said, okay, what do I do from here? Like, where do I go? What, what do I do? I just, you know what, after a while, I just sat still. I was like, well, whatever is supposed to happen is going to happen. He going to send me a sign. I said, God, just get me through and whatever it is I'm supposed to do next, let's just make it shake. So in this building of my relationship with God and everything else, my husband had said, honey, are you sure that, you know, it's time to do the show? And I said, yep. It's time to do the show. It is. It's time. Like, I'm going to walk in what I feel in my spirit. And he said, okay, well, hey, let's let's keep on pushing. So I said, okay, let's do it. Well, um, and, you know, I'm still praying like, God, you know, what are we to do next with the business? That kind of deal. Um, and my went to church and my bishop on this particular Sunday said, hey, we're going to do a launch pad. If you are an entrepreneur and you're needing some help to get your business off the ground or move forward to the next level, um, you know, make sure you sign up for this event and it's free. My whole entire soul was screaming to the top of its lungs like I was having a praise moment right there in my seat. Now, let me tell you what really sparked that I was supposed to do this podcast today. The lady who decided to, you know, do this launch pad as a member of the church and she called me. And she filled my soul, my spirit with such greatness and confirmed that I was not supposed to pay $500 a month to be with that business coach. Not that she's a bad business coach, not that she's a bad person because she's a great person. She is a great business coach, but that wasn't the journey and that wasn't the avenue that Chanel was supposed to to take to get my business to the next level god will always make a way he will always provide a provision for you and every step of my journey every step of my way i either doubted or i believed and when i look back i know 100 that i should have never ever ever doubted myself I should have 100% stayed committed in my belief, not only in myself, but that God was going to take me to a place that I thought would only ever be a dream. Now, this may just be the beginning, but I'm telling you, God will make it happen. Stay true to who you are. And if you know, you got to do some adjustments, make those adjustments. Don't uh, think that you're perfect because no one walking earth's surface is perfect. And Jay-Z said it best. The only, only entity that is perfect is God himself. Now, I'm, I, 
I don't know who this is for. I don't know who I'm speaking to. However, let me just tell you to stay faithful. Don't fall off of faith street. Don't go on doubt way. Don't go on um, uncertainty lane. Stay straight on faith street because I promise you, you will get your blessings as long as you stay there. God can't deliver those blessings if you go anywhere else other than where you were supposed to be. You're going to miss them. You're going to end up blocking your own blessings. One, because you don't think that God is going to get you there. Nor do you believe that he is making a way for you just because it's rough. Just because it seemed like it's not working out the way that you think it should work out doesn't mean that God isn't working it out. Because believe me, when I tell you God is working it out, there was a point in time where I said, you know what? I'm not working a nine to five. I quit and I walked away from my job. But I tell you, we didn't miss a beat. Every single bill was paid. Now we, yes, true enough. We may have had to reach out for some help because of my decision. However, the bills were still paid. We ate, we slept, we kept our car, our water was still running, our electricity was still on, and I was still able to do what it is that I do. Now, I'm not that person that's going to sit back and watch my husband work like a Hebrew slave in order to make things shake. So I knew that I needed to do some things other than my business until God, you know, got me to the next level to do some things. So I did. I went back to work and um, and I was still working part time. Let me interject that I was still working part time and uh, doing a few other things other than the business to be able to help my husband out. But I felt like, you know, it was going to be more beneficial after he and I talked about it to go back to work, you know, and pick up some extra hours. And I did. But I never stopped grinding. There were days that I went to bed three, four o'clock in the morning and had to get right back up at maybe five to take him to work, get the kids to school, get myself to work and still stay up and do it all over again. God will always make a way, y'all. I'm telling you, he will always make a way. I don't care what it is that you excuse me, I don't care what it is that you're going through. I don't care how crazy it looks. I don't care what the situation is. God will always make a way if you simply believe. Pray, go to church, pay your tithes, take that time and spend with him. Start with 15 minutes. If you haven't seen the movie War Room, I would suggest that you watch it. Believe that God does everything for a reason. Believe that God will bring people into your life for a reason or a season. Believe that God sees exactly what it is that you're wanting. He knows the desires of your heart. So be 100% honest with him because he already knows. God is going to get you there. God is going to take you to places that no man can take you to. God is going to open doors that God, no man can shut. God is going to close doors that neither you or another person can open. But when I'm telling you, if you go off of faith street, you going to take a longer journey getting there. 
If you stay faithful, you will get there. I promise you, you going to go through and excuse me, but you going to go through the shit. You just have to weather the storm. Sometimes you're not going to be able to talk to your friends and get some clear knowledge from them because they don't understand. They not meant to understand because it's not their journey. Sometimes the only person that you have to talk to or the only being that you have to talk to is God journal, fill yourself with positivity. I promise you positive vibes only what you speak into your life is what is going to be. Now, I, I didn't think my first podcast was going to be this deep. I didn't think it was going to go there, but it was on my heart. And I definitely have learned a few lessons myself over the last few months about trying to make the decision before I go to God. And I'm not saying these things to you like I'm perfect because I'm not by any means. I 100% am speaking to you from a place of been there, understand it, been back there, had to get through it, went there again. God pulled me out and I'm, I'm just speaking from what I know. I'm speaking from what's on my heart. I'm human. I make mistakes. I weather the storms just like you do. There's nothing perfect about me, but I tell you what, if you stay true and you stay humble and you stay close with God and keep that relationship going and believe me, give him his due credit and his due time, God will make a way for you every single time. I thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. I hope that it has blessed somebody. Whoever listens, I hope it has blessed you. And I hope that you have a great and wonderful day. Until next time, peace and love.